Okay, this afternoon we're very privileged to have a guest speaker, and he's one of our own, uh, Desmond So. And we're so glad he's here with us. Uh, he served uh, many years in Indonesia as a missionary and uh, also as a school chaplain. And uh, then he came back, and he's uh, now a lecturer at Singapore Bible College and Seminary. And so we're very pleased to have him today, and so we welcome him now to come and break God's word to us, please. Bring you warm greetings from Singapore Bible College. And you know what? The number one thing I tell my students to do whenever they go up to the pulpit to preach is to bring your Bible with you, and I left it on the pews. <laughs> Thank you very much, my dear. Two thousand and fifteen has been a very eventful year for me. Uh, Wendy and I were privileged uh, not only just to serve in Singapore Bible College, but also we were very privileged to take care of a little boy. Um, because of the prevailing laws of this country, I cannot reveal his name, neither could, could I say anything much about him. But he was our foster boy for about six months, and now he's not with us, although uh, we are on standby to take him in any time. Uh, through the whole process of uh, taking care of this boy, we realized that... Uh, being a parent uh, is not easy. So my heart goes out to many of you who are parents. Uh, we've been married for 18 years, uh, served in Indonesia for almost a decade, and now back in Singapore Bible College to serve as a professor there for about two years. And through it, all these 18 years of marriage, uh, we enjoyed our honeymoon. You know, God gave us an extended honeymoon for 18 years. But <laughs> at the same time, we realized that, you know, uh, we want to live out our gospel, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that Jesus really came forward to do is really to not only just let the blind see, but also offered uh, peace, the shalom peace that surpasses all understanding to everybody. And he also set the captives free and those who are oppressed. So as we thought about this seriously and we thought about living our lives out, uh, especially according to the gospel's mandate, we realize that there are so many people out there who need to hear this gospel. And one of the most practical ways would be really to spend time with a child to, to help the child experience the love of Christ. I don't know about you, but it was a challenging time for us. Um, he hoards hood, uh, food, you know, he's hypervigilant, uh, he, he in fact uh, is quite violent at times. But through it all, I, I can see that you know, to love Someone who is so unlovable is really a challenge, and it shows how much God loves you and I. I don't know about you for 2015. How has it been for you? For me, there were ups and downs. Uh, there were mountains to climb, and there were obstacles to go forward. And I hope your 2015 has been kinder than mine. Uh, as you think back about 2015, I was, and I was thinking about this message and thank you, Pastor, for inviting me uh, a year ahead to, to preach this sermon. I, I really appreciate uh, the fact that uh, God has been the sustaining grace in our lives, Wendy and my life. I, and as you think about 2015 moving forward to 2016, how has 2015 been for you? You know, we, we started the year not too well. Uh, we had several uh, 
incidences of uh, terrorist attacks around the world. In fact, closer to home, Indonesia is now capturing so many terrorists. Uh, you, and, and the economy isn't doing too well. Probably will grow about 2% this year. And next year, 2016, doesn't seem to be very, very good. The taxi driver just told me that. He uh, seems to be the economies of uh, Singapore, and it's fairly true. Everybody seems to have a sense of fear, anxiety, and um, I don't know. How about you today? You know, how, how are you going to go forward to 2016 with confidence, with, with the security of knowing that you will be just okay? You know? In fact, you'll be more than okay. In fact, you, you do well. And it is with that in mind that I couldn't help but to turn our attention to Scripture to find comfort, to find wisdom, and to find direction. And one of my favorite portions of Scripture is, of course, the Psalms. Psalms speaks of a lot of emotions and, and the troubles and, and the successes and failures of man. And especially, the Psalms are mainly written by David, and he, he tells everything about his life. And, but there's a portion of Scripture in Psalms that um, really talks and helps the people of God to remember about God as they journey towards their place of worship that is in Jerusalem. And this portion of Scripture is what we call the Song of Ascent. As they're going up to Jerusalem to worship God, they will sing out these songs. And um, this uh, Song of Ascent are taken from Psalm 120. It starts from 120 and goes all the way to 134. So 15 Psalms, I don't know the uh, melody of those psalms, but we do have those words. And when we sing out those songs, it encourages the people to remember God, to remember about what God has done for them. And today, I want to turn your attention to Psalm 121. A very familiar psalm for many of us is a pilgrimage psalm. It talks a lot about how people face various obstacles going towards this holy mountain called Jerusalem where the temple was built and where they worship God. And this is the place where the psalmist reminds the people of God. In fact, cajoles, encourages, uh, invites you and I to journey with Him as we remember the goodness and the grace of God. So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Psalm 121. But I have a little thing that I would like you to do. You notice that I don't have PowerPoints. In fact, I'm a very low-tech guy. Uh, I don't like PowerPoints. Uh, they, they distract more than anything else for me, at least. I want you to do me a favor here. Put your fingers there, 121, some 121. But I want you to, instead of you know, hearing a typical three points and a poem sermon, you know, you, you have point number one, point number two, point number three, and then we end off with a poem and everybody goes home. I want you to experience the psalm through the eyes of the psalmist. This is a little bit different. I know many of you are not used to this form of sermon, but I want you to walk together with psalmist, as I reenact out this scene for you. And as you can, it's, it's just like a joke, you know. You, 
If you have to explain a joke, then it's no longer funny. It's like a song or, or an orchestra. You know, you, best orchestra are, are, are heard, not described. It's like eating durian, you know. I can tell you how wonderful durian is that the Mao Sang Wang is, you know, just uh, down in Geylang is, you know, it's how wonderful. Oh, you taste it and you go heavenly. But I can tell you as much as I can, but until and unless you taste it, you won't be able to know how wonderful it is. And so likewise, for a psalm like this, you need to experience it. And I'm more concerned about the rhetorical effect of this psalm than just explaining the psalm to you. So sit back, relax, but don't fall asleep, all right? And I know it's late in the afternoon. Oops. And I'm going to do something different. I'm going to become the psalmist here for you. And I'm going to show you and demonstrate to you how this psalm goes, all right? So bear with me for a while. Shalom! You seem lost. Uh, do you know where you're going? Oh, oh I'm so sorry, I'm so rude. Uh, my name is Dawood. Uh, your name is? Gerald. Gerald. Where are you from, Gerald? Pasiris. Is it in Egypt somewhere? No? Oh. Oh, I see, okay. Well, I, I'm so rude. I, I, I'm Dawood. My, my friend called me Dave, you know, and uh, I, I come from Jericho. Uh, are you on a journey to, to Jerusalem? No? But, but you shouldn't be here, you know. This is coming to the late afternoon. We still have a long way to go. From, from our place here, it's still about 17 miles towards Jerusalem, and that's where it's safer for you to be. We're in a blood highway, you know, and, and you, you don't want to be here at night. Oh, you obviously, you're obviously lost. I can tell that, yeah. And, uh, oh, let me, let, me, let me share that with you. Uh, you know what? Uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald, right? All right, Gerald. Uh, well, look at this mountain that we have here. 70 miles is, you know, if you are walking, maybe two hours, three hours, you get there. But we are going from low to 3,000 feet above. So it will take you hours and hours and, and it's getting a little bit hot, you know. I hope you have enough water to come by, you know, with, with you. Do you have water? You, you do? Okay, good, great, great. Well, I tell you, I, when I look at the mountains here, you know, I, I wonder how am I going to make it every year. Oh, why am I going there? Oh, don't you know? This is the season. Oh, you don't. Well, every, every year for... For us, we, I, I'm an Israelite, you know, every year we go up to, the, to our mountain three times a year as commanded by, by our God, you know, by Scripture. And we, we go up there three times a year, once in early spring, we, what we call the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. We celebrate the Passover, and, and, and that's why I'm still looking for my Ben. Benny, where are you? Oh, there he is, yeah, he, he's, he's there, yeah. Ben is with that, yeah, that, 
the little lamb there? Yeah, we're going to bring the lamb up for sacrifice. Well, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Well, Ben is uh, my, my son. He's 12 years old and he's the son of the law right now. You know, he's just passed his bar mitzvah. I'm just so happy, you know, he can go to the temple to read the scripture. And, uh, you know, it's just wonderful. But we, we go there three times a year, you know, just to, to worship our God. And as many times as possible. And then once it's the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and then 50 days later, we, we will have this Feast of Weeks that we will celebrate as well. And then finally, the fun part for children, they really love this, the Feast of the Tabernacles or Wolf, you know, where we all stay in a tent just to remember about God and what He has done for us. You still don't know that, do you? You still look confused. Okay, or, or, or anyway, uh, the, the truth of the matter is when we look in, at all these mountains, it's challenging. You know, it's going to be quite dangerous. Our our journey, you know, is is not smooth. You know, we we have to go uphill. It's not smooth. But you know what? It's also not safe. My my cousin, my cousin just last year, just round that bend over there, you know, uh, you know, and, and... he was robbed by, by robbers. That's why it's called the blood highway. When, when, when pilgrims like us go up there, you know, we, we, we get all sorts of uh, robbers. And not only just robbers, we, we also have wild animals like wild mountain lions that will maul you. And don't forget, uh, as we climb higher and higher and higher, guess what? You know, if, if you look down, it's... If you're a foot, just slip, you know, you, you fall and you will fall all the way down. So it's, it's not only just not smooth, it's not safe. You know, so, Gerald, be, you be careful. Yeah? So don't go to this journey by yourself, like you know, in solitude, you know, go as a group. So you better join me, okay? You, you, want, you want to join me? All, all right, good, good. I, I hope you have strong legs, you know. You know, like, like mine, you know, strong legs. And, and I hope I have enough water. I, I think I need a sip of water right now. Mm. Well, you know what? 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 Why am I going up there? Well, you see, uh, I'm up going up there to, to worship my Adonai, you know, my, my Lord. Uh, he, who is he? Oh, you don't know him? I thought the, the, everyone knows my Adonai, my, my, my Lord. Well, when we look at the mountains, you know, like all that, I can't help but look at creation, you know. He's the maker of life. Maker of life. You know, he, he created the heavens and the earth. You know, look at the stars. Look at the trees. You look at the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. You look at you and I, you know. We are all made in the image of God. And, and that, that is why when I look at the mountains, you know, from where my help comes from, from going up all that, well, I have to look at the maker of life. He is my Adonai. He's my keeper. He keeps me. No, no, no. Not, not that kind of animal keeper. Oh, no. You, you got it wrong. You know, he's our keeper. He, he, like I said, it's not safe. You know, he'll, he'll prevent you from your foot slipping. You know, of, and, and, and he's not like any other gods out there who, 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 who sleep at night. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. He never sleeps. He's 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. He's awake all the time, ready to, to be with you. And that is why we go to Him to worship Him. And that is why we need to know our Adonai. You know, when we face all these mountains, when we face all these 
problems, you know, we, and it's dangerous and it's not smooth, we go to our Adonai. You know, he, he is our help. He helps us in our ups and our downs, you know, when we go up the mountain and, and earlier I hit my head somewhere in a rock, you know, because I wasn't paying attention and my head hurts a little bit now. You know, and, you know he helps us in those things, the ups and downs. But you know what? He also helps us more than that. He helps us in many other ways. He helps us in our days and even our nights because He ne- never sleeps and He never slumbers, Gerald. And that's why He's such a good God. But not just that. You know, it's so hot. You know, the sun will smite you by day, it will harm you by day, and the moon, you know, by night. You don't understand, right? You are nodding your head all the time, but I don't think you know what that means, right? When I say the moon, I, I don't mean just the moon, moon, you know? Like, I mean, sure, we have the, He created the moons. When I say the moon, what I mean is the Moabites. No, no, not, not mosquito bikes, Moabites. Um, you must be really far away from this. They're known to, to kidnap people and, and offer the firstborn. And, and, and to, to their gods and, and burn and, and capture us. We are their enemies. They'll catch us and they will roast us. No, not, not what, what is barbecue? I, I don't know what's barbecue, but, but no, they'll roast us and they, they, I don't know where they'll eat us, but I've, I hope I don't know. I will never experience that, but he will, they will catch us, the Moabites. And that is why God will prevent us from all evils. He will keep your soul and my soul. You see? So, which is why we must know this God. We must go to this God to worship Him. Why must we worship Him? Oh. Well, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, uh, you know, in our going outs and our coming ins, you know, uh, you know we, we do a lot of things, you know, and, and which is why, you know, my, my son there, Ben, you know, Benny, Stay there, don't, don't move. Yes, you, yeah, stay there, right. Like, Benny, you know that, that little lamb that we have? Well, every year we bring it up to, to our God, to the temple where the priest will pray and, and, and then uh, kill, yeah, yeah, literally slit the, the throat off and the blood will just spill out, you know. Well, we have to do that because, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we... From time to time, we, we do sin, you know, and uh, yeah, I know it's an it's a ugly three-letter word, you know, sin. Nobody wants to talk about that, but you know, I know, uh, we, we do things that are not too right, you know. So I'm, a, I'm a trader and I'm a farmer as well. I, I, I grow dates in Jericho. If you ever come to, my, to Jericho, oh, you must try my dates. They're just, oh, so sweet. But, you know, sometimes my, my trees don't really produce too much dates, you know. So I, I'll pack a little bit, you know, a, a bushel here, but actually I remove a little bit, you know, and then I claim that it's, it's a whole bushel and I sell it, you know, to just make a little bit more profit. <laughs> but uh, my God said that's not allowed, you know, that is, that is sin, you know, that, that, is, that is not just it's an unjust scale that I'm using, you know, so that is sin. You know, or, or like, like sometimes I look at Ben, you know, it's just, ah, he's supposed to be an adult by now and yet he still fools around and, and I just screams at him and I lose my temper, you know. And sometimes when I ask my wife to 
do fried chicken and she gives me boiled chicken. I just said, oh man, I need a fried chicken, not a boiled chicken. You know, I got mad with my wife. You know, those kind of stuff. But there are other stuff as well, you know. Sometimes you look at your neighbor, you know. Why is his farm and his animals growing more and more, getting richer and richer? And, you know, I'm, I've been wearing this for the last 20 years, but, you know, he, he changes this every three weeks or so, you know. I, I say to myself, you know, I wish I could be like my neighbor, you know. I want more. You know, that jealousy, that is also called sin. Or, or, or perhaps, you know, in my daily dealings, you know, going in and out, you know, I... I see needs. Like, like the other day, my, my neighbor, you know, you know she, her husband died uh, suddenly and, you know, they, they are in desperate need. You know, this is springtime right now and it's still cold and came to me asking for firewood and I, I, could, have, I could have given it to, to, the, to them, you know, they, they do need that it's three mouths to feed and all that. But you know what, I just pretended I'm not home, you know, when you know what you need to do, but you don't do it, that's also sin. You don't like the bloody stuff, do you? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I see you frowning all the time, you know. Well, the truth of the matter is, our God is holy. He's the maker of heaven and earth. And when He looks at us, in our sin, He has to judge us. And when He judges us, we have to die. And that, that is why that, that sheep, that little lamb that I had bringing up to Jerusalem, that's where when God sees that lamb spilling his blood and he sees no more, my sin. And that's why I have to go every year to do that. Otherwise, God will not forgive my sins, my family's sins, in fact, my country's sin. You know what? I... I'll be, be honest with you, Gerald, and, and after this, we really have to go, you know. Um, I'll be honest with you, Gerald. Uh, if, if I have a choice, if I have a wish, I wish uh, I don't have to go out every single year. I wish one day, you know, there's someone who will just come and, and just tell me, now nah, I'm okay with God, you know. I, I'm just cool with Him, you know. But, you know, the Scripture, our, our Scriptures tells us there will one day come a Messiah. Ah, I wish that day will come soon. I wish that day will come soon when I don't have to go and climb this mountain and, and, and offer this lamb and have all the bloody stuff and, and, and neck at my son all the time. I, I wish that day will come soon. But anyway, that's my wish. Um, you know, it's, it's getting late. You know, it's, it's so, the sun is going to set. I think we have to double up. Otherwise, you'll be in danger. Let's, let's just go, shall we? You know, earlier I was singing a song. You want to learn that song? You want to learn this song? Okay, ready? Together. Havenu. Havenu. Shalom. Alechem. Alechem. Okay, let's do it one more time. Havanu shalom alechem. Shalom alechem. Okay, let's sing this one time. Havanu shalom alechem. Havanu shalom alechem. Havanu shalom alechem. 
Havanu shalom, shalom, shalom alechem. Havanu shalom alechem. Together. Havanu shalom alechem. Havanu shalom alechem. Havanu shalom, shalom, shalom alechem. Let's go. My dear friends, earlier we just experienced a story of a pilgrim going to Jerusalem. For that pilgrim, he has to go there every single year in order for his sins to be forgiven. He hopes for a savior. He hopes that his sins will be forgiven once and for all. And for him and for the psalmist in this psalm, and for all the Old Testament prophets and characters here, it is a promise and a hope that they're looking forward to. But you and I know this, that that hope is now present in our lives. That hope, that sacrificial lamb, that lamb that was without blemish, without sin, now takes away the sins of the world. And that Messiah that he was looking for is none other than that tiny child whom we celebrated his birthday some two days ago. His name is Jesus Christ, and he's the Son of God. He's our Emmanuel, God with us. I don't know what kind of stories you have. I pray that as you look at this very familiar psalm and many familiar passages in scripture, that you will realize that this, sometimes familiarity does breed contempt. I do not know whether you have been so jaded by the Christmas story, so jaded by sermons, or perhaps you've heard this so many times preached over and over again, that, that wonder, the sense of wonder is lost forever in you. You're just coming here on church, clock in and clock out, you come to church, you serve, you get busy with programs, you go out, life is still the same for you. There's no change. Maybe this is a good time for you to change that. Maybe this is a time for you to, when you see those mountains of obstacles, mountains of life, that you don't turn to yourself or to some other things that you collect to make that an ultimate thing for you, to, to make that into a God for you. But rather, when you face the mountains of life, that you look to the maker of life. And the maker of life is now made manifest when the Word became flesh and quite literally pitched His tent with you and I. He sojourned with you. He is Jesus who died for you and I. He lived a blameless life. He taught many wonderful things and spoke about God's wonderful kingdom. And His offer to you is still the same today. I hope that as you go forward to 2016, that you will not just simply look at those mountains and just 
treat it as too bad. You don't have a fatalistic idea about life, neither are you too optimistic about it, but rather to face it squarely, trusting that when you face the mountains of life, that you depend on the maker of life. Usually I don't do this, but I, I felt prompted to, to ask you to just bow your heads right now. Just bow your heads right now and allow yourself to think back about 2015. I won't, I won't ask you to do anything right now. I just want you to just close your eyes and think about what you've gone through this year. Has it been a happy, blessed year for you? Or are you faced with tremendous obstacles and strife? Has your emotions been a roller coaster ride? Has your walk with God been consistent? Or perhaps you're so far away from Him that you no longer sense His presence. How are we going to face 2016 going forward? How are we going to face the mountains of life? For some of us here, we are grieving over the loss of a loved one. For some of us here, parents, we may look very good, you know, on the outside, but every single night we wake with anxiety and fear. We're just wondering when this child is going to come back home and it's already past 1 a.m. in the morning. Some of us have been married for years, but we are no longer talking to one another, not in the real sense anyway. Whatever struggles you are going through right now, whatever mountains of life that you're going through right now, I pray that Lord will give you the strength and the conviction of knowing, just as this psalmist has done, to look to this author of life, this maker of life. With your eyes still closed, let me read this passage for you and allow those words to echo in your hearts today. Psalm 121, verse 1. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Gracious Father, we thank you that you are the maker of life. Thank you, Lord, that you save our souls for those of us who trust in Jesus. And I ask, Father God, that this psalm will 
really be engraved into our hearts and be an encouragement for us as we face tomorrow, even though we do not know what tomorrow holds. But we know that you hold the tomorrow. Thank you, Father God, that when we face the mountains of life, we can look and depend on the maker of life. And in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.